As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Do you find yourself looking at your to-dos and feeling completely overwhelmed? Is it hard for you to differentiate what really matters from the list and what to let go of? And as a result, do you alternate running yourself ragged or being completely paralyzed by all the things that you need to do? Today, I'm going to help you boost your productivity by getting better at prioritizing. And my number one tip may surprise you. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my foundational course on identity called Finding Me. When you have the compass of knowing who you are and what matters to you, then prioritizing and deprioritizing is all the easier. To get the course, go to aboutprogress.com slash finding me. As I record this episode, we are weeks, hopefully, away from finally moving into our house. If you're new here, for almost a year and a half, we've been living in my parents' basement. And for one year of that, we have been doing a full remodel of a 60-year-plus old home. And we knew this house would need to be gutted, to taken to be taken to the studs. We knew that. It was listed as a teardown home. And you know a lot of people are doing that these days, but we wanted to save this home. I definitely came into this with what I thought were full eyes of expecting a lot of stress and missed deadlines and delays and disappointments. But what I didn't expect was how this renovation would challenge me to become a better prioritizer. When you gut a home, you have layers upon layers of decisions to make constantly. From where to put light switches, to which type of light switches, And all of these decisions that you make are both expensive and hopefully permanent. And they all, by extension of that, feel very important. You want to do it right. You want to do it right so you don't have to fix something within a couple months or a couple years. An example of this is our kitchen. I wanted to make sure our kitchen stands the test of time and stands the test of our kitchen. kids. (laughs) And I knew from experience that having painted cabinetry, even though I loved that look, especially in our last home when we did it ourselves, it's a beautiful look, but it doesn't last as well with our kids. 
So I knew going into this that I was going to prioritize having a really nice full wood cabinetry that would stand the test of time in our kitchen. And that was something we wanted to prioritize. And as a result, that meant that we needed to get really good at deciding what didn't matter in the rest of our home. I was challenged on this, though, when my contractor called me about six months ago to tell me that the brass door handles I wanted all around the house on every single door were about $10 more expensive than those made of other materials. And my first reaction was to convince myself that these door handles mattered a lot, that I really wanted the brass look. It'd be really durable, really beautiful, and I really wanted to prioritize them. But then I had a gut check and I realized that if I were going to prioritize these door handles at the same level as my kitchen cabinets, then that meant I was going to be very easily pulled into prioritizing every little tile, cabinet pole, and door hinge all over the house at the exact same level as those kitchen cabinets. And if I prioritized everything at that same level, that our already stretched too thin budget would burst. So with this renovation, I learned to prioritize. And to do that, I had to get good at one thing, deprioritizing. Now, this episode is about productivity, but it's about a lot of other things that are going on in our lives, whether it's productivity or better managing your life or your relationships or big decisions you have coming up. I think the key to any of this is getting super good at prioritizing. But I have my number one tip for you to do that because prioritizing to me is way more about deprioritizing. Deprioritizing means that you make trade-offs on what matters less for what matters most. You might have heard the saying, when everything matters, nothing matters. And I think logically, we hear that and we appreciate it. We think it's true. But applying this in our day-to-day lives can be a bit of a mystery. And it's also really hard to do. That's because making trade-offs is not fun. When we decide to lower something um, down on this priority list, there can be this little voice inside of us telling us that we're giving up or that we should be able to do it all or to convince ourselves that all these things should matter. And so we fall into this trap of putting everything on the same playing field, of it being equal in priority. And where does that leave us? Well, like a renovation budget, It leaves us stretched so thin that we are fit to bursting. And maybe you've already burst. I think back on my super perfectionistic days, back when I was the stereotypical overachiever in college, and I was so religious at keeping a day planner. Every minute of every day was accounted for, and the ongoing list of to-dos I had were never ending. The biggest thing that stretched me thin, though, was not that day planner, It was how everything I put in that day planner, to me, felt at the same level of importance. This, by the way, was also the time of my life where I experienced a literal series of mental breakdowns, including life-altering eating disorders. I was paying the price for my failure to deprioritize. When you are like me, 
and you refuse to deprioritize, something has to give. And usually, it's you. There was a, there's a reverse side to this too. In my days of underachieving perfectionism as a young mom, I felt the pressure too to prioritize everything. And as a result, I had no energy to plan and to prioritize. I had no routine of doing day planning. And I found myself, as a result, completely paralyzed. I was afraid to prioritize. I was afraid of letting people down, of letting things go, of being a bad fill in the blank. So instead, I stayed stuck in an action. And because of that, I was really scattered and also spread thin. Isn't it interesting that no matter where you are, your refusal to deprioritize will lead you spread too thin. It will lead to something bursting and it will be you. For me, I think when I was in that space of being afraid of prioritizing anything, I definitely had a breaking of confidence. I wasn't sure if I could believe in myself, that I could trust myself to get things done and to prioritize. If you asked me to to prioritize my list, I, I probably would have been stuck in fear because I didn't know if I could do it. Perfectionists tend to equally prioritize everything or refuse to prioritize anything, both out of fear. And if it's not clear enough to you now, this will always lead to burnout or paralysis and neither of those feel good. So if we're going to think big picture here, making trade-offs is not fun. It's not fun to decide that something good and worthy and valuable doesn't matter as other things. Making trade-offs means we're humans. We have to own that we're human. So it's not fun, but making trade-offs and deprioritizing is necessary because not making them, not deprioritizing is worse. It's damaging. This very nature of the word prioritizing to me means that we have to make trade-offs. To prioritize something, by extension, that means we have to let something else go. And that again means you have to get good at deprioritizing. You can make trade-offs on what matters less for what matters most. Over the last five years plus, I have been embracing this whole new mindset of progress over perfection. And as, as I've come to do that, and I've grown a lot, I've grown deeply, but I've also grown on the outside just with my day-to-day life and my routines. And one of the results of choosing progress over perfection is that I've become way more productive, which is a surprising benefit of choosing that mindset. I can tell you this with with full honesty, and this is not a humble brag, but at this point in my life, I get way more done in far shorter spurts of time. And I think I'm better at prioritizing my values too, as a mom and as a wife and as a friend. And it's all because over the course of my five years plus of experimenting with progress over perfection, I've also gotten really good at deprioritizing. On the outside, especially if you're on Instagram, you might see that I have four kids. We often, most often have homemade meals. I have a podcast and a business, and I have a lot of supportive habits that keep me going. And it looks like a lot, 
But what you don't see are the things that I've deprioritized. You don't often see the baskets of laundry that are always unfolded. You don't see the rooms that are being neglected with deep cleaning. You don't see my car that is 90% of the time completely filthy. And you don't see that we eat the same homemade meals over and over, and they always take me about 15 minutes to make. I want you to feel more productive in your life. I want you to feel more confident about how you can choose to use your time in ways that are in alignment with what matters in your life. I want you to feel more trust in yourself that you actually do know what to prioritize by also knowing what you can choose to deprioritize. So up to this point, we've learned that the key to boosting your productivity or getting better at decisions or figuring out what's next in your life right now, but we're going to do this with the lens of productivity. The key to that is getting better at prioritizing. And the way you get better at prioritizing, my number one tip is getting good at deprioritizing, making trade-offs of what matters less for what matters more. So how can you get good at deprioritizing? Is something that requires practice and time. Let's just say that right off the bat. It's not going to come super naturally, especially if you are in that place of prioritizing everything or being paralyzed and not um, prioritizing anything. So here um, are a few tips for you. The first is a method that I use on myself and on my coaching clients. I call it zoom out, zoom in. When you zoom out, what you're doing is taking an objective look at your life. So you step back with this bird's eye view, bird's eyes view, I don't know how to say that, bird's eye view, there we go. And you take a look at what's really going on in your life. With clear eyes, you take stock of what is on your plate. What are all the many priorities that you have right now? What's going on in this season of your life with what's going on with your family or your work or with yourself and your mental health? You take an objective look and you just take stock. That's zoom out and then you zoom in. Zooming in is more of a subjective look. This is when you go inside yourself and you take a different sort of stock. You take stock of asking yourself, Who am I? Who do I want to be? And by extension of that, what matters to me? Zooming out and zooming in will give you the information you need to have a filter of sorts that will help you weed through the priorities and it will help you learn better what to deprioritize. One quick note about deprioritizing, the fear that I often see coming up is that women are afraid if they deprioritize, it means that the thing they're deprioritizing must not matter at all. And that's not what we're saying. What you deprioritize will still matter. And it might even matter in the big picture. It might matter if you're zooming out. It might matter if you're zooming in. But it's that they it matters less than what matters more. So to help you figure out what matters more, take that zoom out objective look and take stock of your life, which might be really surprising for you. And you'd be like, oh my goodness, no wonder why I'm spread so thin or no wonder why I feel paralyzed. It's because all of this is going on. 
And then zoom in and ask yourself those more of those filter questions. Who am I? And what matters to me? That will help you get clarity of uh, outside of all the shoulds that are going on in your life, of all the pressures that you face outside of you that are trying to trick you into prioritizing things that don't matter to you, that aren't reflective of you and your values and your wants that you have in your life. So zoom out, zoom in. Just a quick side note, Finding Me, my course in identity is super good at helping you with that zoom in part. Just saying. I've got one more tip for you coming up, but first let's hear a word from our sponsors. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Before I share one more tip on how to get good at deprioritizing, I want to tell you something that could be obvious, but maybe isn't to you. I told you I'm good at this. Like I do think I'm good at deprioritizing. And because of that, I feel like I'm pretty darn productive. But I do not do this perfectly and neither will you. I've made lots of mistakes in how I choose to use my time. I'm totally normal and I find myself going after numbing behavior instead of being productive or choosing what's less on my priorities over what matters more, maybe because of the fear I have attached to the more part of it. This learning how to deprioritize, it's all part of this ongoing process and ongoing work of getting in better touch with who I am and what matters to me in my life. So prioritizing and as a result, deprioritizing is something that just will require longstanding revisiting and practice and work. I think my biggest mistake that I've made about prioritizing and deprioritizing is actually my lifelong natural innate push inside of me that makes me choose very often productivity over relationships and over life. I've always been a go, go, go person. I'm happiest when I'm busy. I love being busy, but I tend to get my blinders on and not the good kind. I tend to get really focused on the things I want to do and not getting pushed off target by other people in my life. This translates to me having a hard time making time for friends or remembering to put aside a to-do to really connect with one of my kids. So when I tell you that I want you to boost your productivity, it's not for the sake of what matters most never. And this is something that will take 
practice. As part of that practice, here's my final step for you. And it's one that I ask myself in those moments where I recognize that I'm in that tug of war between productivity and relationships. The final question to ask yourself is, what matters most now? A lot of times it will be relationships that come before the to-dos. It's stopping the dishes to look into your kid's eyes while they tell you a story or a joke that you don't really understand. It's supporting a friend instead of making the dinner that you had planned. I recently had an example of this. My friend Carolyn Pearson called me. You might know her from a past interview she and I did together. She is an incredible woman, and I'll just tell you to go search for her on my site so you can listen to the podcast we did together. She happened to be in Utah. She was going to give a speech, and she invited me to come and support her. I talked to her in the middle of the day of me trying to paint a big room in our new house. And I had been there all day. I was just about to pick up my kids. I needed a shower desperately. My kids needed dinner. They needed to be home. I had a ton of work to do at home. But I asked myself that question. What matters most now? And I knew that as important as my to-dos were, And even just learning how to prioritize what I needed in that moment. All those things mattered. All those things mattered on my list. But what mattered most was making sure I was being a good friend. And so we came. We went to Chick-fil-A for dinner and I just had all the kids with me. We showed up to her speech in my very dirty clothes and my kids all dirty clothes. And we made it. And I have never, well, I have never, I will never regret that that's what I chose to do that day. That what mattered most meant that I was willing to deprioritize what mattered less, even if those things mattered too. So when you are struggling with the next logical steps, or you're like me and you're trying to decide what's, what's right for right now, ask yourself that question. What matters most now? Let's share two quick scenarios for you on how you can apply what we learned today. Let's share a scenario I have of a woman in my Strive Hive who I coached a couple weeks ago about her transitioning to a whole new routine with a school year and being very frustrated by it and just asking, what do I do about this whole new year? Like, I feel like we worked so hard on our morning routines in the summer and now it's all been tossed out the window and we're starting over. So we did the zoom out and zoom in. When we zoomed out, we realized oh my goodness, the new routines that they needed to have put in place for the school year included a ton of multi-step routines. Not only was she trying to get herself ready and her kids ready, but she also wanted them to have different routines like doing chores or practicing instruments, them doing a spiritual study as a family, prepping lunches, and all before getting out of the door. That zoom out alone gave us a lot of objective information that what she had on her plate was quite a lot. Next, we zoomed in and I asked her to think about who am I? Who am I, as a, am I as a mom? What kind of mom do I want to be? What matters most to me as a mom? And she was able to figure out that connection mattered. For her next steps, she asked the final question, what matters most now? Logistically, for her, what mattered most was just them getting ready and on time to school. All the other routines she wanted them to have and herself to have too could be gradually implemented over time once they got just getting ready for school and on time to school down. One more scenario that's come up is 
some women that I have in my coaching program who suddenly have way more time on their hands than they ever have had before. Their kids all start school or they're finally leaving the nest and they have hours of empty time. And I can attest for these women that having too much time is just as hard as having too little time. With these women, I encourage them to zoom out, to zoom out and take an objective look and they can see, oh my goodness, this is a huge lifestyle change. And with that lifestyle change comes this pressure to do everything and to do it well. And they're also so accustomed to having limits that it's a huge shift to suddenly not have near as many limits. They're able to acknowledge, okay, I've actually never done this before. No wonder why this is hard. Then we zoom in and we ask them some questions like, who do I want to be in this phase of my life? What matters for this new season? Then the final step, what matters now? What matters most now? An open future can feel just as daunting as one where you feel stuck. So when you ask what matters most now, that helps you get some clarity on the next steps you can take, whether that's job shadowing, taking a friend out to lunch who's in a field you're curious about, or looking into online courses or resources to help you with those next steps as you figure out this new season of your life and what you want to do. The key to increasing your productivity and bettering your prioritizing is deprioritizing. With time and practice, but never perfectly, you'll learn that you can trust yourself as you make trade-offs for what matters most right here and right now. Let's share the progress pointers from this episode. Number one, the key to boosting our productivity and bettering our prioritization is to get good at deprioritizing. Two, deprioritizing means you make trade-offs on what matters less for what matters most. Three, to help zoom out, look at your life at a bird's view and objectively take stock of all you have on your plate. Four, then zoom in, ask yourself, who am I and what matters to me? And five, to take it further for your next steps, ask what matters most now. Your do something challenge for this week is to take two minutes to zoom out and just take stock of your current priorities and what's going on in your life. You can, of course, take that further by zooming in and asking the next and final question, like what matters most now. But what I want you to do is just do something to start and simply take stock of what's going on in your life because that information will serve you well. When you do the do something challenge, make sure you use the hashtag do something challenge and tag me if you're on Instagram. And that means I get to share some progressor spotlights and I've got one for you this week. Today, I'm spotlighting Marion, and she shared with me on Instagram that she did the challenge of building momentum instead of waiting for motivation, where I ask you to just set a two-minute timer and do something that you've been putting off. And she said, I did two quick things on my list that I've been putting off. I can't believe that setting a timer for two minutes is enough to build momentum, but it is. I was so overjoyed to see that, and so many of you were reported in. I'm glad to hear that you're making that momentum. Just like these progressor spotlights, I want your voice to be on the show. Do you have a scenario you need help progressing? 
Go to aboutprogress.com slash call in, C-A-L-L-I-N, and tell me all about it, and I'll answer you right on the air. I'm hoping that next month we're going to have one snippet, one of your voicemail notes, I guess, on the show every episode from here on. Don't forget to check out our final sell for Podcast You at podcastyou.co. I was on Rachel's show this week talking all about procrastination. You can check it out by looking up 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast. And Rachel's going to be on our show about progress next week. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Okay, you can come in now. Oh, are you locked out? Let me help. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.